We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, even though I don't sound like it because I'm a little under the weather this week, but the man who is healthy with me, that's Dan Kuzer. Dan, tell me what is going on. That's my nervous siren yell, bro. I'm not ready (laughs) to do this podcast right now. And you don't sound nearly as bad as you're giving yourself... uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit, all right? You got your hun- your tea okay. with your honey. You- you'll be all right. You sound fine. I do. I got tea with honey. I got I got steroids in me. I got steroids. An antibiotic in me. Yeah. Oh my they, god! I, they have to put some penicillin in your butt. Uh, thankfully, not that. It's all all pill form. So That's I would where penicillin uh, goes. I would not pass the uh, the MLS uh, drug test right now, probably. But um, oh man, I've been sick for like a week and a half, and I've had pneumonia twice before in my life, and I told the doctor last week, I was like, I think this is turning into pneumonia. And they're like, no, nah, it's just a cold. It's just <laughs> no, a cold. No, it's a cold. And then, no, listen here, doc. It's pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. And then I was dying all week, including Thanksgiving, with family over, couldn't wow. breathe, had the worst chest congestion of my life, coughing up both lungs. And then I go back to the doctor yesterday, and I'm like, I am telling you, I'm dying. And they listen, they're like, yeah, we're not even going to like do an x-ray or anything because we hear how bad it is. We're just going to start giving you all sorts of stuff. So Dude, like, this is how like cancer starts. They're going to be like, yeah, no, it's just a cold. And you're like, I'm telling you, I don't feel well. And they're like, you're fine. Take some Tylenol. And then boom, <laughs> cancer. I'm just, yeah. just saying, I've seen the shows. I'm a Grey's Anatomy guy. I've seen it happen. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not that. I am, believe it or not, feeling a little bit better today than I was right. yesterday Cancer's gone. after about 24 hours of, of meds. I did go to work this morning and then they told me to go home. So there you go. Um, Yeah. So it's, you know, I think though, I feel a little bit better today than I did yesterday. I think I'm willing to upgrade myself from questionable to probable for Thursday on the no other pod injury sheet. So we are, well, we're happy you, you made it to the pod tonight, man. Cause it's a, it's a big week, dude. It's kind of do or die, you know? It is. I don't know how I feel about it. It is the definition of do or die. It's win or go home. So if there's if there's a single listener out there right now that is like totally calm and fucking chill about this right now, please get at us because I'm not calm, dude. I need someone to tell me it's going to be OK. We got this because I'm like I got I got like involuntary like burps going on. I'm just I'm nervous as hell. Yeah, there is one person I follow on Twitter. He's part of SKC Twitter. His his handle is at SKC Bensa. I'm sure some of you follow him. Hey, maybe he's a listener. I don't know if he is. Sounds Shout familiar. out SKC Bensa. Um, I saw him tweet that Sporting KC has played Portland for 270 minutes this year and allowed zero goals. So he's not nervous. Okay. I was like, okay. You know what? That's we'll cool. See. But things change, man. This ugh, Playoffs are different. So we're, we'll get into it. But I, I'm a little uh, – I'm not feeling okay. And when they were talking about like, oh, secure your MLS Cup tickets to most likely probably go to Atlanta and – I'm like, oh, can we not talk about this right now? Can we just wait? <laughs> I know it sucks. It sucks. You got it. I mean, you got to plan ahead. But like, you and I try not to get ahead of ourselves. But like, we're keeping eyes on flights, and they just get more I and more mean, expensive. 
Yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, you know, a hotel room would be easy to lock down. It's pretty inexpensive down there right now, and uh, flights are the big ones, man. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I'm, 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 I'm not ruling it out, but you know, Christmas coming up. I got travel for the holidays. I, I, I'm gonna see. It. I'm gonna have to see if I can swing it. It's most you likely know, gonna be Atlanta. We'll see. I'm gonna have to sell some concert tickets. Is what I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> I bought some tickets for a show in March, and I think I gotta sell them. Okay. Well, hopefully it's not too good of a show. Um, well, it is. It's uh, Michael Bublé. It's the best show you ever oh, see. Oh no! But uh, no, I've seen him like six times, and uh, my wife will probably kill me for selling no. these. But it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> she gave me her blessing. She she gave you the blessing. Well, hey, there you go. Um, yeah. We uh, we do have a couple of things for the good of the order we want to get to before we dive into last week's game and previewing mm. next week's game. Uh, we uh, we have a new review, don't we? Oh yeah, dude. This ties in with uh, uh well this this ties in with something you have as well. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. But let me read it to you. This came in last Friday, so we didn't get to it. Uh, thank you to Kobe Ronnie. I think we, he put two Kobe, B's. I think. I think oh, it's probably okay. Kobe, but he did put two B's, so I'm going to say Kobe. Kobe. Cob, the Cobster, Cone Cop. And uh, <laughs> he said, best MLS podcast out there. Five stars, no, no doubt. Uh, Kobe Cobb, he said, I have learned so much stuff that I didn't even know I needed to know. Between Dan's funny antics, <laughs> stop, and Jimmy's <laughs> crazy stat knowledge, <laughs> You, bro. <laughs> These guys are a great way to learn more about the team you love, or if you don't know anything about soccer or sporting KC, it's a great way to fall in love with the best sport in the soccer capital of America. P.S. I'm going to be sending you guys an email in it that I whipped up. Let me know what you think. And I, I don't run the email, so uh, you must have got an email, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Kobe, thankfully, tweeted us today and was like, hey, did you get the email I sent Friday? And I was like, that's weird. Uh-oh. I didn't see the email come through. Then I look at my phone because oh, I got a new, I got the new iPhone about a month ago, and I realized, oh no, the pod email did not transfer to my new phone like I thought it did. So oh, geez. I'm like, well, crap. People been emailing us, and I don't know about it. And so I go look there, and uh, sure enough, there's uh, there's some emails in there, and uh, I didn't even get to see them. I uh, apparently missed some emails uh, oh, going boy. back into October. Um, so what? shout out to those of you who have sent some emails. Yeah, no, this is, this is, this is not great. This is October. on me. This is not on Dan. Yeah. Um, shout out to Joshua Zars who sent us some USMNT emails. Shout out to, uh, Brian Scarborough who, uh, he sent us some questions about the Columbus crew and he said he oh, also okay. sent it to, uh, talk and touches for full transparency and, uh, made me feel even worse because i was like oh they probably answered this question he thinks we hate him because we didn't respond oh my god <laughs> dude yeah I've, I've since responded to all these people and uh and then there's kobe roney Kobe, kobe on the cob um sent us this email on friday to go along with his uh his review and you know he said some of the same stuff you know just uh, been listening since the beginning. Your podcast is the only way I've made it through work sometimes, which you know, <laughs> it's good to hear that we're helping people get through the work week. Oh, yeah. Um, talked about how he's learned some stuff that he didn't even know he didn't know. So that's good. And then he's like, I'm going to attach this photo. So hopefully it works so you can see it. Let me know oh, what boy. you think. Was it a wang? And this dude, Kobe. No, thankfully. No oh, eggplants. Um, <laughs> he made a shirt, a no other pod t-shirt. It's got the argyle. Some it's a black T-shirt with some silver and uh, and and dark blue argyle pattern, and then it says "No Other Pot" across the front. Yeah. So I saw this dude. You you sent it to me earlier, and I was I I'm amazed, and I'm like, I don't know that that makes me feel really good. I think it looks really cool. It does. It looks very awesome. And uh, shout out to Kobe for making it. I don't know if if he just made the one or if he's like, hey. Um, I want to make more of these or, or what the deal is. So Kobe, yeah, let us know. Twitter, hey, email. Uh, now, online now that email's shop back is open. on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Now that email's back on my phone, I will see anybody's email and I will respond. I promise. I, I'm not ignoring you. So like uh, three months later, but it's whatever. <laughs> I, I do typically try to respond within a, a day or two at the most. <laughs> yeah, man. You're um, good at that. 
But uh, but yeah, so my apologies to any of you who have sent the email. Uh, we were not ignoring you intentionally. That's totally on me for not realizing that the pod email did not transfer to my new phone. So, you know, don't uh, take it personally, guys. Uh, he did hang up on me 10 minutes into this podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I go to I go to read the emails, and all of a sudden, Dan's gone. And yeah, I'm like, so oh. now he, he, he gets punished, and he has to do some editing work and make it work. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I might have to do even more editing tonight, because if I start coughing up a lung halfway through this, I'm going to have to edit that out, too. So, you know. Oh, my God. It's a... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I might have the occasional cough here and there, but if I have one of my coughing fits over the last well, week and a half that I've been having, yeah, it's it's we're gonna do you we'll all just, a favor and edit that. We'll do out. a voiceover. Uh, I can do the voiceover, so it'll be like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> well, there you go. It's um, not weird. No, not at all. Totally, totally normal. Um, <laughs> anyway, we uh, man, we are in the middle of the Western Conference Finals. Oh boy, and. Uh, my heart's beating you know, fast. Uh, I was hoping for some relief at this point in the week. Um, no, no relief, dude. I need some Pepto-Bismol stat. I know we talked about in the last pod that uh, we we said, or at least I said, I'd be happy with the draw, um, especially if we got some away goals to go with it. Like yep. if I was like a 2-2 two, two draw, I'd be feeling pretty good. Didn't because, happen. Uh, because of those away goals. We got the draw, which is fine, but we got the worst possible draw. Zero, zero. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a dangerous... Like I think the slight edge tough. goes to Sporting KC after that result, but uh, you, know, it, you, don't, you don't feel a lot of relief because if Portland scores one early, we got to respond with two because they, they, any away goal tiebreaker now just goes to them automatically. So ba- Basically just know. win. They know. They know what's at stake. They know they got to win. And here's what's interesting to me is, you know, Matt Beasler and everyone else on the team was like, look, we got them right where we want them. Like this is, you know, we just got a shutout at their place. We know what we got to do. And Jorge Villafana from the Timbers was like, oh, this is a great result for us. And I'm like, what? It is not a great result for you. Oh, my dog's just going to play with his loudest toy. I do apologize <laughs> that he just played with his goobity goo. But uh, I didn't even hear it. Well, everyone else did, I'm sure. <laughs> but Jorge Viafania, yeah, he's a dick. Jorge Viafania was, uh, he said, yeah, we got him in a great position. So what are you going to do? I don't know who's right. Pretty sure it's, it's, it's Bees. W- it's, one of those, uh, it's one of those results that as soon as the game ended, you kind of are like, both teams are going to spin this as like, hey, this is good for us. Because, yeah, technically any sort of result for Portland and they go through. You get a draw, you go through. But then again, for Sporting KC, you're like, all we got to do is win and we go home. And we uh, we we go on to MLS Cup final. Win or go home. And, uh, you know, you got, you got quotes out there from from people like Ilya. And, uh, and they asked him what his thoughts were. And he said, knowing that we have 90 minutes at home to get to the championship final, it's a dream for us. And Johnny Russell himself also said, if you had told us at the beginning of the season that we were going to be 90 minutes away from the cup final at home, of course we're going to take that. And I think, you know what? If you ask any Sporting KC fan at the beginning of the season back in March and they and you tell them, hey, one game at Children's Mercy Park, win and you go to MLS Cup final, lose or draw and you're out, do you take that right now? 100% of the fans say yes. rule them all. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to... Uh, to Mr. Frodo, Tolkien yeah. clan. Um, is that his name? Froyo? J.R.R. F- Frodo, not Froyo. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big Lord of the Rings fan here. Um, well, I, are you really? Oh, yeah, man. That's the, oh, man, man, those, that's... those original movies, the, the, the original trilogy, all time favorite movies. Okay. So. Original trilogy. That That's just a, those three movies, that's a 12 hour nap. That's what that is. <laughs> oh my god we're gonna we're gonna catch hands are we fighting are we I'm fighting gonna, we're, we're gonna we're gonna fight you gonna get these hands <laughs> yeah we're uh you don't you we, this we're gonna have to do a, a special movie episode or something because don't 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 I'm come out i'm look i'm looking at my lord of the rings book on my bookshelf right now and i'm like ooh, i gotta kind of i want to read it again oh my uh, god you could probably read it faster than you can watch it I'm just saying they're long <laughs> movies. Who's supposed to hold their pee that long? Nobody. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why you uh, just got to bring a bottle and do it discreetly in the theater. <laughs> That's why you just don't hydrate. You nearly pass yeah, out. Or, no big deal. Or dehydrate yourself. That's legitimately yeah. what I did. So okay. there you go. Um, but th- this is a huge game, dude. And I, I fully expect SKC Nation to get nuts. Have you seen what they're going to do before the game? This cell phone thing they got going on? No, tell me about it. Bro, it's like an app. And they posted this on their website. You have to download this app. You put in your seat section and, and row and seat number and all that. And there's a countdown. And when the countdown hits zero for everyone in the stadium, you like lift your phone up and everyone's going to have a a different design on their phone to make some big light show. Uh, So are we trying to do like a poor man's Atlanta thing? Because we don't need to be copying Atlanta. Oh, shit. Is that what they did? I don't know. They didn't do it with a phone. But like if you see picture of pictures of like what they did is they had like. They looked like yeah, they had like a card stunt or tin, paper. Right? Yeah, it was kind of like a card stunt. It was like cellophane tinfoil or something. But it, I mean, credit where credit's due. It looked pretty cool. Um, well, that was cool. But we're we're more technological than that. All right, we are. We're not from we down south. We have electricity. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, okay, well, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, something like that's a little risky because you need. Uh, that's a that's a high level of uh, of engagement to get people to participate. Well, yeah, it's kind of cool. They said it'll be at like 8.36 p.m., which now you know the game probably won't kick off till 8.52 or something. Yeah, it's going to be so late. I hate it. It's a freaking Thursday. I got to go to work. I have a Thursday. meeting at 9 in the morning on Friday. Eh, you're sick. No big deal. <laughs> um, Just be late. I do know the cauldron will also have a TIFO. I don't That's know what true. it is. But they're usually pretty darn good. So uh, Super secret. Yeah. Um Hopefully. I ha- I'm saving a picture of the Portland TIFO, the we're back, you're welcome. So uh, if and when we win, um, I can I can give them a little little crap about that. Um, yeah, you're going to have so. to. This is rough, dude. And I hate that your brother's a Timbers fan. And, mm-hmm. and I know he listens to this because he just... I just hate my brother. I, I think, oh, oh, boy. Well, <laughs> it's that kind I of week. A sweet, I think he's a sweetheart. But I said, he, hey, no, we're fine. enemies. We're enemies until <laughs> next Friday, all right? Just... Just calm it down. Yeah. No, he's fine. He's all right. Um, I already got him a Christmas present. So, Eddie. Oh, yeah? Hopefully, you've been working on mine. Um, Maybe that Christmas present changes if Thursday doesn't go well. And so, his video game just turned into a big old piece of poop. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, this uh, this is an intense week. And I know before the last game kicked off, 538, the sort of analytics site, had uh, they had Atlanta and Red Bull sort of at a 50-50 split, which obviously that's Jimmy Lytics. shifted quite a bit since Atlanta won 3-0. Um, but they had SKC at a 65% chance to advance and Portland at 35. Um, I feel like that's probably at about where it still is. Like, I don't know that it's changed that much. Um I feel like you tell Sporting KC, hey, you just win at home in front of Children's Mercy Park, and you go on. There's probably a 60 to 65% chance that happens, which is pretty good, but that also still leaves a pretty significant 35 to 40% chance that we don't advance. So uh, I don't know. That's that's where I'm, I'm sitting right now. So a little nervous, but we can, you know, take a deep breath, drink some, some tea yeah. and honey, and, and we'll be you okay. You got to be nervous, dude. I don't think anyone's going into the into this not nervous. And and I do feel good though that we haven't conceded goals to them. That's big time. But I also don't feel good about some of the things that happened at Portland. Okay. And I'm I think yeah. I'm gonna chalk it up to just the international break rust. All right. We did it kind of ruined our flow of things. We're not the team we were, but I think we're back on it now and we'll be good to go. You know, we're lu- we're lubed up now. Yeah, so let's talk about this this first leg a little bit. As we all know, it was a 0-0 draw. It was not without its share yep. of excitement, though, which is... Sebastian Blanco sucks a cheesy dick. We don't like him. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he, he's... What a douche. He's something. Yeah, he is. He's a douche nozzle. He, he falls down at any slight, tiny little bit of contact. Like, Graham Zussi oh, could yeah. blow on him, and he'll fall down like he got punched in the face. Right. Um, 
I mean, he's, he's tiny little guy anyway. Gust of wind come along, blow him down the street. But what yeah. the hell, man? I, I did not like watching him at all. No, he's annoying. He was on a yellow card caution, I believe. I was hoping he, Diego Valeri, and Diego Chara, I believe, were the three that were on yellow card cautions. I really, especially Chara, because Portland has not won without Diego Chara this year. I was really right. hoping that one of them would see yellow, and none of them did. So, well, that's let's start here. What do you think of the refereeing? Because I, for one, thought it wasn't bad, and I think the players and coaches agreed. But I've heard other people say, like, oh, the refereeing was atrocious, totally lost control of the game. I, I don't agree with that at all. I think the refereeing was very good. No, it was Robert Saviga, and I think he was fine. I mean, Peter said that he thought the ref had a good game. Um, yeah. I don't think he was biased toward one side or the other. He let them play. He let them play. But that's what, that's he knew what about Robert the yellow Saviga cards. does. Yeah. You, you, he, one, he knew about the yellow cards. And, and whether right or wrong, you can have this philosophical discussion, but refs don't want to send people off. They certainly don't want to suspend somebody in the next game that they're not refing because of a yellow card. Um, because no one really likes the two yellow cards over the course of the playoffs and you're suspended for a game rule. That's a little harsh. Um but Robert Sabiga is known for letting people play. That I mean, this is what you expect when you have a ref like him doing this game. So I thought he was fair to both sides. I thought he let things go that could have been called fouls, but he wasn't letting things go for one side any more than the other, which as long as you're fair, I'm okay with it. As long as it doesn't get dangerous. And I don't think it got dangerous. I mean, he did show yellows so. at about halftime when he was – and he was like, okay, like – we're going to be taking this a little bit more serious. But, uh, yeah, the only one that I, I, I don't know if it should have been a, a yellow right away was, was Seth's. But it wasn't so, such an egregious yellow that I'm, like, going to march on the offices and complain to Don Garber. So, right. I don't know. I, I Well, that's what I think. Here were some things that happened in that game. And I was excited to see Kyrie up there. I, I was. And. I think some people thought Namath would start, and I'm like, no, no, Namath's no. not going to start. He hasn't started all no. year. It's not going to happen. No. But Kyrie was up there, and much like the the Real Salt Lake game, if the Kyrie thing doesn't work, what happens next game? Rubio starts and raises hell. And I really think that's what's going to happen this next leg. Yeah, I think Rubio probably would have started this leg too had he been you think so? not suspended on yellow, uh, yellow card accumulation. Um. Rubio's been on a hot streak. Um, He's hungry, dude. Is, yeah, my only hope is that the 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 you know break it'll have been what three weeks since uh, since he's been on the, the playing field uh, that that break didn't sort of break up his form. But right, I think uh, I think we'll see him back in the lineup. Um, oh, for sure. So I I, I want to talk about some of the specifics in this first leg a bit because uh, we all know how the first leg in Salt Lake went. Salt Lake overwhelmed Sporting KC with possession, which is very unusual when Sporting KC's playing. Um, I think Portland looked at that game and they said, hey, we're going to try to do that as well. And it was pretty clear from the very beginning, or at least I thought so, that Portland was essentially trying to replicate what Salt Lake did because – you know, they didn't have quite as much possession. It, it was actually close to a 50-50 split um, at the end of the game. But to me, at least, and I want to know if you felt the same, it felt like for most, if not all of the first half, every time Portland had the ball, they were deep in Sporting KC's half, and they were threatening. Sporting KC's possession was mostly in our own half, just trying to get the ball out. I don't know. Is that kind of how it felt to you? That That's kind of how it seemed, dude. They were, like, Portland was coming, and... It was real scary the way they were coming at us. I was like, oh, boy, we are going to get scored on very soon. Um, and, and we did, actually, in the second half. That was called offsides. Thank baby Jesus. But let me tell you something about these fans, dude. They do not quit, though. I mean, that yes, they did sing the same chant for 15 minutes. <laughs> but, boy, That's oh, they boy, do. they didn't shut up, right? Yeah, I mean, again, credit where credit's due. The Timbers Army is loud, and they are passionate. It's just they do it for like they have like four to five chants, and so that was what oh, was yeah. a little weird. It's not even melodic. No. It's just like P T F C, and yeah. it's like, and oh my god, that was you started it twenty minutes ago. 
What is going on? And I'm like, dude, we need to let him have it. Like, I, I, I was there at the Salt Lake game, and I know how loud that stadium got. We need to get loud again because that team, the team's going to feed off it. Uh, Matt Beasler was on the radio today talking about that. He's like, some fans, I don't know if they know how much they help us out there, but but they do. Yeah. And I expect them to do it again. Yeah. It's like that audio we played last time where Beasler was like, hey, the fans even exceeded what we thought they would do. And and they helped yeah. us in those last 15 minutes. Um, I know some of y'all who come to the Sporting KC games go to the Chiefs games too. And we know that Arrowhead set the record for the loudest stadium in the NFL. So we oh, can yeah. do it at Children's Mercy Park. No problem. We just got to bring This city, it. dude is a sports city and I uh I don't even know if I've announced that yet but I'm excited to move back that way you know yeah yeah Dan uh Dan and his wife or Marissa are, are looking to move back to Kansas City so uh that's the plan man might be a homeowner you know yeah that'd be crazy and uh you know there's some exciting things that we could do if you are back here doing the podcast in the same place maybe we that's could true. do some some video podcasts we'll, we'll figure all that out oh, going forward shit. Maybe but, a sketch uh, comedy show, huh? No. <laughs> a half hour variety show. Um, there you go. Probably not. But uh I got a goofy wig. It's like a blonde <laughs> afro. Um, I'm gonna learn how to be a ventriloquist. No. Um oh, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, going back to this game, you're you're right. The the fans were very loud and 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 I think it it was having an effect, if nothing else, on motivating Portland because Six minutes, not even six minutes, in the sixth minute, like just past the five-minute mark is when I legit thought Portland scored for a second because Jorge Villafania got the ball near the top of the box, fired one, passed Emilia to the right side of the net, and wouldn't you know it, sweet, sweet irony, the ball bounces right off the inside of the post, bounces across the face of goal, and the only way it could have been better is if it bounced off the other post and went out, but... That same post that killed us in 2015 saved us in 2018 and kept the ball out. And it that was, was still 0 Dude, Viafania was running away like like that happened. Like he's like, yep, that went in. And then was like, oh no, what? Yeah. Yeah, he started his celebration and then, yeah, he holds up his hands to his face like, oh my God, I can't believe that didn't go in. And I held up my hands to my face like, oh shit, we're down 1-0 on the sixth minute. And then I saw it bounce off the post and I was like, there's no way that just happened. Same goal, same post. And it did. Jesus. So, suck it, Portland. Suck Um, it, dude. Yes. That's that's what I say. Um, But that was by far not, or like in in no way, well, you can tell I'm six, I can't think. In no way was that their last... uh, (laughs) that their last offensive chance because no. you know, they kept having chances about 20 minutes later, they have this buildup from uh, the back of, of, of their possession. And, and there's this beautiful little sort of uh, tiki taka uh, just quick passes. They get it to uh, Diego Valeri who kicks it out to Dairon Aspria who passes a gorgeous ball back into Valeri right at the penalty spot. And the man who should have been defender of the year, Graham Zusi, with maybe a series-saving tackle, perfect tackle, gets the ball out from underneath Diego Valeri to Ilya, who then clears it. And that right there, I think, might have been the moment of the game. I don't know what you think, but but that's what I think. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's... uh. I was I was kind of nervous at that point. I mean, I, I one I was looking for to make sure that Robert Sabiga wasn't going to point to the spot, and he shouldn't have because it was a clean tackle. But two, I was like, we're not going to be able to do that many more times this game. Like, you have to have a perfect no. tackle. So that was rough, man. That was uh, it looked great. Like I said, he really let him play. Um, but we we weren't without opportunities either. Opportunities that you know Daniel and Russell will finish ninety percent of the time, and. Uh, just little things went wrong, but you know they'll tweak that and get it right, man. We're gonna, we're we're coming back hard. Look at me pepping myself yeah. up. Yeah. So the first half ends zero zero, and I'm thinking, okay, we got out of there. First half, it was a bad first half, but it's still scoreless. Um, make some changes in the second half. Figure out what we need to do to 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 make some adjustments, and uh, and hopefully it's a better second half. And it was. It was, if you look at, there's a, 
there's some analytics um, sites and Twitter accounts that'll show like game flow is what they call it, where basically it kind of shows you who's the more dominant team as the game goes on. And Portland was far and away the more dominant team in five minute intervals in the first half. Sporting KC was actually the more dominant team in the second half. I mean, shots wise, Portland had 14 shots to uh, and six shots on goal to Sporting KC's nine shots and one shot on goal. Yeah, that was but, bad. But advanced analytics show Sporting KC actually played a little bit better in the second half than Portland. And it started in the 47th minute. Johnny Russell got a chance. Um, he was uh, oh, near the top of the box, and he fired this one just over the crossbar. Um, kind of put his hands behind his head because he knew that was a missed opportunity. Wanted that one back. but um, Dude, that first touch was everything. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, that's just a little that was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was in the 70th minute where this is what you talked about earlier. Diego Valeri sent a deadly ball off a set piece into the box and uh, David Guzman uh, hits it into the back of the net after I, I believe it was Liam Ridgewell who hit it off the post. Um, thankfully, VAR did what it was supposed to and correctly showed that both Ridgewell and Guzman were offside and it really wasn't close. So uh, Thank the God. goal got called back. But, and and the, the side referee knew it, apparently, and they've been told to like – you know, to not put up their flags oh, right. right away if there's a goal scoring opportunity. So then the that's dude's flag was. went up after the yeah, goal was you're, scored. You're 100 percent right. So correction, my my fault. They they did. Sabiga did put his hand to his ear to check it. Yeah, VAR but, looked at it again. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. It wasn't VAR who called the goal back. It was the ref who put the flag up. He just put it up late because, like you said, they're instructed. Good call, let the, dude. Yeah, let the play play out. So if if VAR does determine that's wrong, at least it played out, but that's how VAR is supposed to work. Yeah. That, that play right there is probably from start to finish the best I've seen the system work in a sporting KC game so far, not just because the result went sporting KC's way, but because the assistant rep did exactly what he was supposed to do. He said, oh, hell yeah. Offside, but he didn't raise his flag right away. He let it play out in case he was wrong. I'm okay with that. They checked it quick. Sabiga didn't even have to go to the monitor. He said, no goal, clear offside. Okay, we're back to the game. So, good for them. Um, Sporting KC started to take control a little bit more after that. Um, I think they sort of fed off of the, the the momentum that Portland got and then it got immediately taken away. It sort of deflated Portland a little bit. And uh, Johnny Russell again, um, he... Uh, Splitting those defenders. Yeah, he started to uh, to sort of take over this game. He had a curler that um, he could have hit. This is in the 79th minute. He took it one on one to just outside the box, fired it off his left foot into the top or near the top left corner, just over the net. Again, he was like, "Oh my god!" Just so heartbroken. Hands behind his head again. He said after the game, he should have scored that. He just mishit it slightly. He should have scored. And you know, it would have been a world class goal had he done it, but ever so slightly too high. Um, you know how doggone hungry this dude is like he to come here off his season, not really have a break and just come right in here and help this team win games. Like he wants a trophy now, dude. Like he knows he's here for a few years, but like to come in your first season and win some silverware, that's good stuff. And you know, he wants that to happen, but Oh yeah. Overall in this game, you know, who was really kind of pissing me off, dude. And I hope they don't listen because that'd be weird. Uh, was Daniel Shallowy and Felipe Gutierrez? Did anyone else feel pissed off? Well, so Felipe wasn't as much of a factor in this game, and part he of that didn't even I think get is back on defense. If he got the ball stolen, he'd be like, "Oh boy, you took the ball from me." <laughs> so credit to Portland's game plan. They, they I mean, they essentially took Sporting Casey's midfield out of the game for most of the game, particularly Ilya Sanchez. Like Sporting could not get the ball to Ilya from the back line. And it was very obviously frustrating. Like the center backs would pass the ball back and forth, look for Ilya and Jeremy. And then just give it back to Melia. They just give it back to Tim to do a big boot. 
Yeah, the uh, the the Portland Timber striker Jeremy Ibobise would would drop back, and he would be the one covering Ilya. And is it Ibobise? Ibobise, Ibobise. However, yeah, probably Ibobise. Ibobise. Ilya is the link between the back line and the attack. When you take Ilya out, it doesn't work that well. So. And I think to to some extent, it also messed with Roger and Felipe's game. It seemed like when, it, yeah. Yeah, it's like they disrupted the entire midfield, and, and the ball just kind of had to skip over the midfield, go from the back right. line to the forwards. That's funny that you say that, because I feel like I could talk all day about what the forwards did and what the defenders and goalkeeping did, but I really can't talk about the midfield because we really didn't see much happen there. That's interesting. No. Yeah, and Roger especially had to be a little bit careful. I mean, he's a physical box-to-box bruiser, but he was sitting right, on a I'm yellow. Thinking, yeah, you're right. So any any single yellow that he would have got would have suspended him for the second leg. So you you add up, Ilya's kind of taken out of it. Roger's got to be careful. You're on the road. Uh, he wasn't was... careful, though. Roger was still going <laughs> to play his damn game. I was like, are you crazy, man? <laughs> Yeah, well, now imagine him knowing that yellow card accumulation is no longer a thing because you can't oh get suspended in MLS Cup for yellow card accumulation. That's true, so, man. Uh, this game is going to get nuts. Yeah, this is going to be a physical one. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. But uh, we'll, we'll finish up this here real quick. Johnny Russell, again, nearly created a goal with a solo effort again in the 84th minute. He uh, he took uh, Portland defenders to the end line, cut the ball back, and Kyrie just couldn't quite get to it before Zarek Valentin, the uh, the Timbers defender, did. He had an open net, could have poked it in for the go-ahead goal, um, couldn't quite do it. And then the last chance was in stoppage time, the 91st minute. Um, there was a little bit of madness in the box. The uh, the ball fell to Daniel Shallowy, just to the right of the penalty spot, but Liam Ridgewell got his body in front of it and blocked it, so the game ultimately ended 0-0. Um, and Johnny Russell got to play a whole 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, P- Peter said after the game that he wished he would have taken Johnny Russell out five minutes earlier, um, for Johan well, trying to, <laughs> but, he was yeah. trying to, but there was no stoppage. Yeah. Johan sat there trying to check in for like a solid six minutes. Um, yeah. And you're right. There was just no, no stoppage. So anyway, now, Got to move on. We head. No goals yeah, given we, up. No goals. We head into the second leg. Win or go home. Um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting because if you look at some Timbers fans, um, their thoughts on how this is going to play out is, is very strange. Because I saw one Timbers fan who thought that Peter Vermees would uh, – would sit back and sort of park the bus for the first 45 minutes. And I was like, have you watched sporting KC play at home ever? Right. They don't, that's the ex- literally the exact opposite of what they do. Um, I have never seen sporting KC park the bus barely ever on their own and literally never at home. So, um, and then we called this person out on, on, on the podcast, whoever they are, they said, got to hand it to skc they're not shy about sucking at soccer hack the opponent boot it forward press and hope the opponent makes a mistake and repeat for 90 minutes again have you ever watched sporting kc play you all know that when you play on the road in the first leg of a two-leg playoff series that's the type of game plan the, the defending t- or the away team always plays with anyway it's it's not rocket science it's, it's what they do that's why there's a lot of calls to get rid of the two-legged series so I just I don't get this complaint. Like if 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 it was if the shoes were switched and Portland was on the road in the first uh, game, they would have done the exact same thing. So I don't know. Hmm. I um, I don't I, I I don't even like people like that, man. I I don't even understand it. Yeah, it's uh, it's maddening. But um, we do have a uh, a few questions. Um. I think we kind of talked about this already, but Ryan Baxter asks who benefits most from Sunday's result, Portland or or Kansas city. I I mean, I think it's a slight edge to Kansas city. Don't you think? 
Who say that again? The first part. What? You, what was it? Who benefits most from the draw on Sunday? Oh yeah, I would think definitely us. Um, a nil-nil draw on the road. I mean, you're supposed to win at home. You're supposed to. And the fact that you didn't put up any goals at home. I mean, you y'all want to be happy. You want to give Jeff Atanella his slab of wood so he can go collect worms in his home. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that anything deserve anything. So I think we have the advantage. We're coming home. They know their backs are against the wall. We need to pop a goal in 10 minutes in. And I bet we do, man, because Rubio's coming in. Let the big dog eat. Let him eat. <laughs> Let the big dog eat. Um, so do you – I mean, that's really what Sporting KC need to do is they need to get out early and fast like they did against RSL. If we go up 2-0, I'm not, I'm not going to be satisfied because obviously – we saw what happened against RSL, but I'm I'm only going to be comfortable if we have a constant two goal cushion, basically. Like any anytime we oh, have yeah, a, you got to go two nil. Yeah. Anytime we have a one goal cushion, and and you're back to that situation where they just score one, and all of a sudden you're out. It's uh, it's not going to be fun. Um, I think I'll cry probably. <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. We absolutely cannot let them go up first, 1-0, because then we got to score two unanswered goals. And I don't think we will. I mean, I don't, I don't see, barring crazy circumstances or, or the ref doing something insane, I really don't see Sporting KC conceding first. Um, the defense just has to be on its toes. And, and, they, and we got to be ready for the quick counter because we're going to be pressing and pressing hard, which means that it's going to be an open game. So there's going to be chances for Portland to counter. So the back line is going to have to be solid. So, I don't know. Or, uh, You're not wrong. You're not wrong, homie. Are you – I I hate asking for for a prediction, really. But um, are you feeling confident that we can get this done on Thursday night? You know, this – this team can score goals, man. We have proven it this year. And I think that's exactly what we're going to do on Thursday. I mean, there's there's no reason we don't put it to them 3-0, just like it was when we played them in August. Yep, when uh, when they came in August. Now, granted, they played a weird three-man back line. They probably aren't going to do that, especially since no, definitely not. Uh, Laris Mabiala... I don't think is, is going to be playing. I haven't heard an update, but his injury looked fairly bad That's when true. he was subbed out. Um, well, and Felipe needs to step it up this game. Backline needs to keep doing what they're doing. And I think it'll be overall satisfaction. And then we could go to Atlanta and do to them what we did last summer. I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I think this team... From the very start of the year, since before the season started, they made a they made it a goal to earn home field advantage, so that they would be in this exact situation they're in, which is just like what Johnny and just like what Ilya said. If you would have asked us, you're 90 minutes from the MLS Cup final. All you got to do is win at home. Do you take it? Hell yes, we take it. Take this is it. what this this is what this team was built for. I think they've worked too hard to earn the number one seed in the West to let it all fall apart because you couldn't get a result at home in one game. so I think so, too. Now, here's a little debacle going on right now with some supporters groups. Apparently, Red Bulls have allowed about 1,000 tickets for traveling fans, which is roughly 5% of their stadium. Have you seen this, what I'm about to tell you? I saw something about that Red Bulls were asking Atlanta to allow more uh, away fans. Everyone's asking Atlanta to. Uh, even Portland supporters and SKC supporters, because for MLS Cup, Atlanta's only going to allow a thousand away fans, and with the capacity that stadium holds, that's nowhere near five percent no, like the bullshit. Red Bulls have offered. So yeah. they're like, you need to offer some more away tickets if that's the way it's going to be, because you know how many people we've had travel to like Colorado and shit, like thirteen hundred people, right. man. A hell of a lot so, of people would travel to Atlanta for the Cup final. Right. It's. It'd be crazy. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's kind of cool that all the supporters groups are kind of banding together no matter who wins, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is cool. I love it. I just hate. I love that culture, guys. We're we're not trying to freaking kill each other like people are in other countries. We're uh we're all just fans of the game and we we enjoy it together. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. Um, for the most part, most supporters are very supporters groups are good. There there oh, are yeah. some bad apples in some supporters groups, and and hopefully those people can be identified and 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 kicked out. But uh, expulsion. You know, yeah. For for the most part, supporters groups have each other's backs, and that's cool. Um, it's awesome. Hopefully, Atlanta can stop being a bunch of little douchebags and actually allow some away fans to come and enjoy the game because that's some bullshit. If they limit it to to that much, when every other team is willing to to open up five percent of their stadium, um, right? Especially when you have seventy thousand seats. Like I get it, y'all are all about yourselves right now and, and feeling good and right. whatnot. At least open 3,000. We'll take that. Right. 3,000. Right. You're still going to have 67,000 Atlanta fans there, so you'll be fine. Um, they suck, dude. They suck. And and I hate that they just really spanked New York Red Bulls because that shouldn't have happened, guys. That shouldn't have happened. No. And again, interestingly enough, if you look at sort of the uh, the game flow – they probably they earned a win, but they probably should have won more like one to zero or or by a one goal game at least. Three zero doesn't match up with with what advanced analytics says the game should have been, but it's how it went. So now uh, Red Bulls are in a situation where they have to win like four zero or five one. They basically have to outscore Atlanta by four goals. So is it's it crazy. possible? Yes. Is it likely? Not really at all, but. Hey, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, they can't win four one because then they would lose. Yeah, they gotta win four zero, five one, six two, something like that. Now, five when you got one, they gotta score five goals. Oh my god! Yeah, when, well, I mean, when you got somebody like Bradley Wright Phillips and supporting cast like uh, Kaku and Daniel Royer and Tyler Adams, it's possible, but it's not likely. It's not. There's no uh, way. Let me ask you this. If Sporting KC move on, would you rather play Atlanta or the Red Bulls just as far as chances of winning? Oh, I have so many reasons. I'd rather face the Red Bulls to get a little revenge um, on them for the... And I think I said in a past episode that we tied them in New Jersey, and that's not true. They came back and, and they beat lost. us, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And so I misspoke on that. I was like, did I say tie? But I'd like to play them, get a little revenge, However, Atlanta's got an indoor stadium. It's a little warmer in Atlanta. New yeah. York is going to be probably 30s or something. Sounds a little chilly. Um, but I don't know. You, you're, it's a revenge factor. Atlanta would run, want revenge on us, whereas we would they play would. a little harder to get revenge on New York. They would. I think New York is technically a, a little bit more of a complete team, which sounds yeah. weird after Atlanta just they didn't show it. 3-0. But, um, yeah, dude. On most nights, I think New York's a, a more complete team. And even if it was partially because Guzan got a red card, we've gone to Atlanta and we've beaten Atlanta in Atlanta. We've done it well, before. And we can do it again. I've been to Red Bull Arena, so I would like to go to Mercedes-Benz. I think that'd be fun. I Yeah, I have too. Uh, red Bull Arena Just a week fine. after Alabama wins the SEC, you know. Oh, my God. Go Georgia. Um, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> man i'm sitting over here and i got half of our assistant coaches being fired today for usc so it's for like usc okay it was like the red wedding of assistant coaches today in southern california oh god um like it was just like i do know oh, that reference offensive coordinator's been fired oh defensive backs coach been fired oh offensive line coach been fired oh running backs coach has been fired like literally five coaches were fired today and there should have been more probably well so if you don't they didn't have a good season, so burn it down. No, build, it rebuild. Down. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to this. Kyle Orenberg did ask us, are you guys planning to go if, I mean, when we advance? Careful, oh, Kyle. Dude. <laughs> Don't jinx us. Kyle's, but, um, gotta be, Kyle's like buying his tickets tonight. Have you seen his posts? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Kyle, He's you're going to jinx everything, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not buying. The, the earliest I'm buying any tickets, if I do buy tickets, because like I said, it's expensive and, and money don't grow on trees. Sure. And we're not about to start a GoFundMe to ask people to send us to a soccer game like Dirty South Soccer did, because that's dumb as hell. There's that's weird. We're not doing a GoFundMe to... for that. No. 
there's better things for y'all to spend your money on than sending us to a soccer game. If you, you don't have that money, buy your spouse something nice. I don't know. But you know I'm pretty sure Kyle Orenberg is like buying tickets to Atlanta. So if Red Bulls pull it off and it happens to be in New York, is he allowed to switch his tickets to go to New York or is he stuck taking a mini vacation to Atlanta? I guess that depends if he books it on Southwest or, or something else. So Yeah, Southwest lets you move it, don't they? Yeah. So we we will try. I think you you entered the ticket lottery today, didn't you? I did, man. I'm I'm down. I'm going. So there you go. I would probably try to go as credentialed media um, for a few reasons, not the least of which is to help curb the cost a little bit. But um, but sneak down to hang with us. Oh yeah. But uh, I just it's you know, we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes. We're counting chickens. We're counting chickens, Jimmy. We got to yeah. calm down. So. It's going to be a crazy night on Thursday. Be there. Oh Everybody who's listening, be there. Lose your voice. We need it. Oh my god. I'm going to so. lose. I'm going to I I need snacks. I'm going to need so many snacks cuz I get I got, I'm going to be nervous eating. More your your vegan wieners. So. No, bro. I bought a popcorn popper. My new thing is popping popcorn. You're just going to bring a popcorn popper into the stadium? Wait, no. What? No, I'm talking about here at at home. I'm gonna be at the game. Oh, you're not gonna be at the. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I don't see. I told you, I'm sick. I'm not thinking straight. <laughs> you're out of your damn mind. You have hung right. up on me tonight. You have stopped our recording like three times. Yep. I don't know what is going on with you. I, I, I'm I'm not well tonight. Um, hopefully, people you're don't like realize that our, our our recording stopped like three times, stopped and started again. Yeah. Um, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you did notice, one congratulations, and two, I'm sorry. Um, one congrats you win <laughs> yeah you win uh, uh dan's vegan wiener um what pop oh my hey. god you do not you do not win that uh, it's not winnable you you nasty yeah well you know hey uh we did have um outside of the game some other news sporting casey related seth sinovic the man who yeah. will be on Sporting KC forever uh, signed a contract extension. So let's go. My question is, will Sporting KC ever exist again without Seth Sinovic? Because it doesn't look no, like it. No, definitely not. No, he's, he's going to be like a Paolo Nakamura and be a freaking coach. That's for damn sure. He might be. Um, Mansky, our boy, he, uh, he asked who will last longer, Seth Sinovic at Sporting KC or DeMarcus Beasley's soccer career, which uh, that has also been quite a long career. He's uh, He's been in England. He's been in MLS. He's with the Houston Dynamo right now. Um, he says he still has nightmares about Beasley being capped in the 2026 World Cup, which Beasley would be like roughly 27,402 years old then. Um, but I have heard, this is not official, I have heard that DeMarcus Beasley's retiring. So I think there's your answer. It's Sessanovic. So Absolutely. <laughs> um and last question I want to get to from Brian Napier. Uh he says, um, any idea why Tim Melia doesn't have a US men's national team cap yet? Um which we've talked about before, but uh I don't know. It's blasphemy. What do you think? You don't, you don't, we don't know why he doesn't. He, I, he wants to know why. Why do we think he doesn't have one? I, oh, just because they all have the the people they love. I mean, I, I don't think Tim will ever get a shout. And and he's he's what thirty two, thirty three now. Thirty, yeah, thirty two. I think, yeah. And that's the reason. Like, he's in the middle of his goalkeeping prime. Yes, but we're four years away from another World Cup like almost to the day because mm-hmm. it's going to be in the freaking winter in Qatar. Um, he's going to be 36. Like if we would have made the world cup this summer, I guess there was a chance, but he just missed his window. They're not about to bring in a 32 year old keeper. Who's never been capped before. They're all, it's all about, you know, Ethan Horvath and, and future man's Manchester city star, Zach Steffen. So, yeah. Um, which, by the way, rumor is Manchester City are trying to buy Zach Steffen for somewhere between ten and twelve million dollars. Oh, that's true. So that's the goofiest thing in the world. 
Yeah. Supposedly they want to keep him as their number two for the rest of the season. And then they'd probably send him out Yo, on loan. But this just in Patrick Mahomes retweeting Matt Beasler about the game on Thursday. Love oh, it. Get, is, is Patty Mahomes going to be there? Patrick. I don't know, man, but he said, he Patrick. said, let's do it because Matt Beasler said, KC, in February, I said, you make Children's Mercy Park the most difficult place to play in MLS. I told you that we weren't done yet. I meant it. Thursday, blackout match, MLS Cup on the line. When Sporting KC turns on the lights, I only want to see one thing you. Seat Geek Link. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. Um, yep. <laughs> you know you know what they should do and i'm gonna legit tweet this from the pod and try to get people to see this after we finish recording here man this would get people so hyped patrick mahomes needs to lead the i believe chant to start the game bring oh him down my god bring him down in front of the cauldron have him his his black jersey on let patrick mahomes start the i believe chant he goes to the games oh How hell hyped- yeah how hyped would that stadium be if friggin' Patrick Mahomes is leading the I Believe chant to kick off a winner go home game ahead of the MLS Cup final? That's hype. I, I, I retweeted that right now. I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet it from the pod as soon as we're done recording. And if it happens, I'm taking credit. We're taking credit for it jointly. Oh, absolutely. We, we thought of it here on the podcast. So uh, that's big time. You heard it first, folks. If y'all are listening right now, we've already tweeted it out from the pod. Go blow it up. Go retweet. Go tag Sporting KC, tag Patrick Mahomes. Let's make this happen. Yes. That'd be crazy cool. Hashtag Mahomes believes. So Woo. we got to do it. We got to do it. I'd be okay. so happy. Um, well, now I'm nervous again, but halfway <laughs> excited. I, I'm, I'm ready. Well, here, here's a, I meant to read the stat earlier, but Mike Kuhn uh, down the byline on Twitter said uh, over the last two years, including the win over RSL in the playoffs, Sporting KC is 21-3-11 at home. 21 wins, 3 losses, 11 draws. Obviously, draws aren't going to cut it, but that means nope, tw- nope, nope. 21 out of 35 times Sporting KC has won at home. So it's about oh, at that 60-65% chance I said. So, All right, man. I'm jacked. I- I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. We'll see how it works out. Um, I think that's all. Uh, all the questions we got time to answer tonight. Um, that's it, man. That's yeah. We hit the hour. We're we're just about at that that hour mark. Um, I don't think there. Were, I mean, MLS. Uh, the only other news out there is um, Oscar Perea is officially the uh, uh, Tijuana coach now. Um, there's rumors that he might bring some FC Dallas players with him, including what appears to be Calhoun Acosta. So that could be interesting to watch. Uh, okay. And, and there's some MLS roster decisions coming down. Obviously not for Sporting KC yet because we're still playing, but the rest of the teams that, are, that have been eliminated have uh, have said whose options they're picking up, whose options they're declining. So we're not going to read all those. Obviously, you can go out and look for them. Um, there's some surprising names that aren't, aren't having their options picked up. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a crazy off season that we're about to get into. But we we got hopefully two more games left before we start talking off season for Sporting KC. Here we, yep, yep, yep. So, all right, man. All right, I man. think uh, my my voice is just about at that time where it's it's about to go, and I feel the coughing fit coming on. So I think we're going to call it there. Um, you have any all other right. final thoughts for our good listeners? No, if you want to be cool. Give us a, a rating and review. Give us the highest mark you deem necessary. And we'll uh, shout it out on the pod and greatly appreciate you. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at DanCouser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Send us an email. We'll check it. I promise. We'll respond. I fixed it. <laughs> NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> you suck yeah it's bad um, <laughs> and uh check out on the volley apparel on the volleyapparel.com use discount code no other pod three separate words so we'll just have to pitch them that shirt design maybe we'll get a get a shirt on on the volley hey, huh? there you go there you go the cooligans hey. have one so we'll see That's true um anyway guys thank you so much show out on thursday
Let's make it the loudest Children's Mercy Park's ever been. Retweet Patty Mahomes. us. Tweet at Patrick Mahomes. Tweet at Sporting KC. Let's get Patrick Mahomes to lead the I Believe chant. Let's get hype for this game, and let's beat the Portland Timbers. Go to MLS Cup. So, uh, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Woo! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.